Hello everybody and welcome back to Noisy Women the podcast. I am here chatting with two wonderful women today who I'm really excited to have a full episode of the podcast with. In this episode I'm going to be chatting with Lizzie Knott who is a illustrator and a recent graduate. She's wonderful, we met via Instagram and she's the lady behind the illustration on the merch which is the t-shirts and the long sleeves. Her designs are beautiful, I actually have a fair amount of her work in my house and I just think she absolutely smashed the merch and if you're wearing it then you'll want to follow this girl because she's great. Also in this episode I'm chatting with Rosie Smith who is the woman behind Lazy Disco. If anyone's followed me on Instagram for a while Lazy Disco is an earring brand and I found both of these girls through Instagram ages and ages ago. We've never met in person which is so strange because I feel like I know them incredibly well. Rosie designs these really fun polymer clay earrings and she absolutely blew up on Instagram over lockdown and she's made it her business now. She's smashing it, she's doing it all by herself and she's doing such a good job. Both Lizzie and I have so many pairs of her earrings and Rosie actually designed the tote bag which is part of my merch so I really wanted to get these girls involved because I've loved their work probably for the entire of 2020. It was like a big goal for me to be able to create merch and then creating with these guys was just such a delight. In this episode, we're gonna be chatting about how they got into doing their relevant creative practices, advice they have for other creatives who want to be doing similar work to theirs and also how to be authentic and unique We also talk a lot about the merch, about how the commission came about, how I met them, how we kind of went about creating the designs, and then I'm going to talk a bit about the printing and making sure that you're being as sustainable as possible. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm going to leave Rosie and Lizzie's links in the bio of this episode, just so you can go follow them as well and see what they're up to, because they're definitely wonderful people to look at. And yeah, I will see you guys soon. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am joined with two lovely ladies today and I'm very excited to chat. This is actually a bonus episode because these guys don't work in the music industry, but we wanted to have a chat regarding the merch that we made. So we've got Lizzie from Lizzie Illustrates and then we have Rosie from Lazy Disco. She wanted me to say of, but I forgot. So I said from, but just know that she's not a team of full employees. It's just her. (laughs) Hi guys, how are you? Good. I'm good. How are you? (laughs) fantastic intro so the first kind of question I wanted to ask was how do we all know each other and the simple answer is from Instagram Instagram yeah have any of us actually met in real life I think I've met you Em but we didn't know each other at the time because we went to the same uni really oh really have you guys not met I thought you knew each other in real life no I don't remember we may well have like met in passing I thought you went to uni together no we've never met I think we fought past each other yeah I thought you knew each other no I went to Falmouth for a year and then we worked in like the shops next to each other but never knew who Em was to be fair it feels like I have met you guys yeah it's so weird it's weird isn't it how like people like never met I feel like I know so many people from Instagram but I've never met them yeah I feel the same it's weird how you can feel that about like online friendships Mm. I always feel like I know everyone and actually we've never met in real life and then we meet in real life and it's the exact same as online but it's weird how Mm. you can bond via social media it's very strange it's one of those things your parents told you never to do (laughs) so how did you guys get into your specific creative practices because we all did similar things at uni we all did creative courses at arts unis but we're not all necessarily working in what we did at uni so how did you guys get into doing what you're doing now so I did an illustration degree at Cambridge School of Art but whilst I was there 
I was like, when I graduate, I'm going to get a junior designer job and become a graphic designer. I never thought I could become a freelance illustrator. I just didn't think I was good enough. And then graduating during lockdown kind of forced me to become a freelancer because I didn't really have any other option. But work related to COVID started coming in and it kind of just started happening without me realising. And now I'm looking back at the past year or like 2020 and I'm thinking... I've just become my own business and didn't really realise I was doing it at the time. But I'm so grateful and I really love what I do and I feel really lucky to love what I do. But it just never was my ambition. But I fell into it. But I'm living the dream. I love it. <laughs> living the dream. Yeah, that, was re- that was very eloquent and lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I think it, it's true though because I remember when I chatted to you first about the merch you were saying that you wanted to get into like publishing and something completely mm. different but I guess well I mean COVID hasn't exactly been anyone's best friend so we've all been no. we've all been pushed to do different things I think it's kind of the same with you Rosie. Yeah I did um I did photography at uni in Bristol and graduated two and a half years ago now and I always had it in my head that I would finish uni and go and become a set designer like move to London be a set designer like freelance like do all that um but when I finished I just sort of I think I felt so like tired from doing non-stop photography and set design for three years that I was like I'm going to take a bit of a break (laughs) and I just never really got back to it I knew in my head that I wanted to work for myself at one point and I tried a bunch of different things I did do a lot of set design and like assisting set designers I started my own magazine online magazine for a while I did loads of like embroidery commissions lots of like illustrations as well like practicing my illustration style but like nothing really like fell into place but it was only when we went into lockdown last year now that I just sort of fell into making jewellery and it just felt really right and kind of took off and now it's my job which is cool but I never yeah definitely never predicted it yeah like I said like I always wanted to work for myself and I've spent like the last two and a half years working lots of really shitty waitressing (laughs) and retail job alongside trying to find my favorite creative passion kind of thing but yeah it just all fell into place thanks to the pandemic (laughs) it's really strange because like I remember how I found Lizzie on socials because you did a piece for BBC during lockdown like some illustrations for a piece during lockdown and I saw that because a mutual friend had shared it on their Instagram story so I found you that way and then I followed you and then followed you for ages and then asked you to do me a commission for my wall and then that's how like we got chatting but I have no idea how I stumbled across Lazy Disco like I genuinely I remember do you I, I don't remember I remember well I don't I don't I don't know how you found the account but I remember I have a really good memory of this actually because um you messaged me on the same night that Lizzie was messaging me about doing the design for my postcard and I remember I just got a message from you M, like out of the blue just being like oh my god I love your work like I want to take photos for you and it was at the same time I was chatting to Lizzie about yeah doing the illustration I just remember like it was really early on. It was like, I think I'd only been doing it for like a few weeks or something. I just remember like sitting there in bed, like typing out these messages, like getting so excited, like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm like Aww. collaborating and talking to like really cool creative people. <laughs> I just have a really vivid memory of that. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> that's so cute. Well, I was wondering whether um, M, you'd found Rosie through me doing the postcard but it was at the same time so no I think I think I followed I think I'd followed her before that yeah it was really really early on 
Yeah, I think your photo of like your earrings must have been shared to someone's Instagram story. And like somehow I saw, like I genuinely don't know, but somehow I saw it and thought, oh, they look cool. I'll follow her. And then I bought some and then it went, you know, back in the day when it was easy to buy your stuff without having to, you know, be on the site within 30 seconds. Yeah, and literally. Now, <laughs> so now, now I can't get hands on them. <laughs> no. Same. Sorry, guys. Um, so, yeah, that's how that's how we all fir- that's how I like first heard of you guys. And then when the idea for merch came about, I was like, I know two people who could help. <laughs> Those two I always chat to online. They'd be great. Yeah. So that's how that all came about. I was just gonna say I don't remember how I found Rosie but then I feel like all earring and jewellery Instagram accounts are like interlinked and once you follow one you just know all of them but I found you early on yeah I guess I just liked your stuff (laughs) I think it was interesting like how it kind of like um started off really really slow but then it like blew up really quickly because I remember like the first drop I did at the start of April it was literally just my friends buying it and they were like 20 earrings or something and then obviously they would buy them and wear them and like share pictures of them wearing it and then it would sort of expand pull a little bit mm. so then I remember my second drop it was just like mainly my friends but then some more people who lived in Bristol so obviously like friends of friends and I think it like went like that and I feel like we probably because the three of us like have similar sort of backgrounds from like uni and and we've got like similar circles because like I've done some work with Femme Collective in like the music industry and stuff I feel like maybe it was like that (laughs) yeah the way the branches of the tree spread and somehow it happened yeah yeah it happened like yeah really quickly but it's fun it's nice to like look back on weirdly 2020 was was a shit year but it was it's weird to look back and actually think like I think all of our creativity and like creative passions massively like grew throughout the year despite it being like a really weird year despite like it not going the way we wanted it to I actually think we're probably all in much stronger positions now if it hadn't have happened I don't know if you'd agree Uh, yeah definitely definitely I remember like just before we went into lockdown and everything kind of went a bit wild. I remember I was working full time at this retail job in central London and I was like commuting for like two hours a day and I was just so, so, so tired and didn't have any energy ever to work on my own projects. I remember just like thinking in my head, like, oh, I wish I could just have two weeks off to just focus on making something. And then I ended up having and then we had a pandemic. a whole year off. <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah yeah I remember um just being sat at home and then if I hadn't have done the BBC article then I don't think I'd be where I am now but that was the article came out because of Covid so I feel a bit bad that you know my success has come from Covid it's a weird one isn't it but I feel blessed it's weird it's so strange but thing is think of how many people have used Instagram more because of the pandemic and interacted with us and each other and shared so much more because they've had more time to have that downtime and be on their phones it's such a powerful tool definitely I think like small businesses have really like thrived from it as well because a lot of people like having all of this time you know stuck at home and not you know like in like browsing high street shops every day have like realized like the power of small business and have decided they actually want to Mm. you know put their money there instead and support artists and small makers so yeah I think it's been been obviously really really bad in a lot of ways but also it's been quite inspiring to see 
lots of people make the best of it and build things that they never had time or opportunity to do before yeah I really couldn't agree more no I agree but when it came to Christmas there were so many people buying independently instead of buying things from Amazon or big traders like that it was really nice to see so many people using Etsy or using Instagram to find people's shops and like my family we bought so many things for each other that were made by small business it was really refreshing yeah I feel the same it was really interesting I think just to see the change there was a Holly Tucker who founded like not on the high street I think yeah she was the not on the high street founder but she did a podcast with the creative rebels about like the change over 2020 with creative businesses and she was saying that more than likely this will be like the biggest year potentially that a small business will ever have but they didn't she was like I don't want businesses to get ahead of themselves that this year will be every year but like because people have had their to change their mindset but hopefully that like change will stick but Mm. if it doesn't remember that this that you've got to still keep working basically and you've got to like implement techniques which means that those customers will return to you rather than just a one-off purchase which was really interesting actually and it made me think that I really need a newsletter (laughs) which I still haven't done (laughs) I'm so bad at updating my newsletter (laughs) like once every two months or something it's better than at least you have one I don't even have one (laughs) you're doing better than me (laughs) I think Honestly, I'm thinking that maybe it's the way to go. So question, who do you guys look up to in your relevant fields? Like who are some people who I can pop in the um, description box of the podcast that people should go like look at basically? I think I think for me, like one of the best things that has come from starting my own business in the past year has been like the really, really, really amazing like little small business community I've become a part of on Instagram and but I've made loads of really lovely friends through it of everyone just making everyone so unique and just so creative and I think those are the people who inspire me like the most because I just chat to them like almost every day people like Amber from The Flower and the Flea and Gwen from Grey Milk and Rosie from Mood Good Jewelry yeah they're all just so 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 good at what they do and I feel really really lucky that I get to be going along my journey at the same time as them and see what they're making and doing along the way as soon as you said Grey Milk I was like she's the best (laughs) I was like she's literally so lush (laughs) yeah what about you Lizzie anyone you want to shout out I think for me, it's the people that have been making artwork that's really like empowered and inspired people during lockdown. People who've been taking really shitty situations and turning them into really beautiful artwork. But also, there's such a big community yeah, of illustrators on Instagram, and I wish I could name all of them. But you guys probably know so many. There's people like Jazz Fremantle from Falmouth as well. And her work is so poetic and beautiful. But I think during things like the Black Lives Matter protests and just talking about mental health in general, people like um, Be Illustrate. She's really cool in taking those voices that need to be elevated and just speaking and helping through her artwork. It's really great. But also Tess Smith-Roberts is a really nice illustrator and just her colour palettes. I'd go onto Instagram in the morning and I'll find her artwork and it's just brightens my day but yeah people who just make (laughs) I love her work so much it's so nice isn't it and just I think so many illustration graduates are finding it really hard to be inspired and create work but we all actually inspire each other so much by just being present and talking to each other so all the illustrators they're all great (laughs) 
that's it's, I, I really enjoy like hearing of other people too so I can go look at check out those guys as well because I feel like I spend way too much of my life on Instagram mm. but it's good because it lets me find other creative people too <laughs> so yeah it's a good and a bad thing <laughs> have you got any advice for other creatives or people who are in a similar position to how you guys felt maybe like a year ago when you didn't really know how to be doing what you're doing now I would say don't be hard on yourself because I'm a victim of this. I compare myself to other creatives all the time and everyone's on their own journey. And I think as long as you put your heart into what you're doing and you enjoy what you're doing and don't force yourself to have a specific style or to look like other creatives that you look up to and just make authentic work, that's the way you'll get through to people and have people respond the way you'd like them to. That was that was a good piece of advice. <laughs> <laughs> That was really good. I would definitely feel the same. I would also say trust the process. Like it's not something that you will figure out overnight. Like no one, no creative has it figured out. Like it's such a long process. It just takes so much time and work and effort to like find what actually feels right. And also even to find your own style. I remember it took me so long to figure out how I wanted to draw and how I felt comfortable drawing. Just keep doing it and don't look at other people's work too much. Make sure that ideas are coming from you and are authentic to you and not based on what you think other people would like or what other people are doing. And just keep doing that and then it will fall into place. Have you guys got a big dream? Like, is there like a something on your bucket list that you would like love to take off, whether it's like yeah. an illustration, like in print in a particular magazine or like jewelry being stocked at a specific shop? Like, is there like a big bucket dream kind of idea? I feel like my, my main one that literally just like popped into my head as soon as you said that was I would love 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 to have like a lace disco pop-up shop one day like that would be I I just love spaces and like curating spaces and making it all look pretty I think it comes from like my set design but I just would love to have a lazy disco pop-up shop. Can you imagine it? Just like giant smiley boys like hanging from the ceiling and like painted everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it would Very sell good. out in like three seconds. <laughs> and Em and I would still have to queue and we'd have to be there at five in the morning. <laughs> Something like really bright one day bright color shop front like glitter balls yeah that would be like, so cool there. yeah it would be yeah. sick i'd come imagine that in in brighton especially as well or in london like brick lane you guys are vip <gasps> oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> i really don't think that's out of reach at all i don't think that's out of reach either i could so imagine you doing that oh well hopefully hopefully one day i would love to have more stockists as well it's just really hard at the I've had some like really exciting opportunities for stockists come up but it's just really hard at the moment like it's just just me and my hands making everything and it's hard to yeah make enough stock for like all of the different like platforms but yeah one day one day it will happen if I lived in Brighton I'd 100% want to be employed but I don't so I can't (laughs) (laughs) yeah watch this face guys you're a little assistant (laughs) Literally. Do you guys follow um Size Studio on like Polly Vidas mm. on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because the the setup I can imagine you having is very similar to hers with like her multiple assistants and like everyone has their own little job and they're like moving into a studio space. I'm like, that's, that's so gonna be cute. Rosie with all her little like assistants. I would love that one day. I do definitely need to do it at some point. <laughs> Have a little employee. You'll like absolutely smash it if you do it. Hmm. Agreed. What about you, Lizzie? What's what's the big dream? What's the what's the bucket list tick off? I think mine mine always has been to publish a book and have a little Waterstones book tour and just have something that I can like hold in my hands and be like, I made this. And even if someone else writes it and I illustrate it because I wish I could write well enough to publish a book, but just to have something and say, I published a book and I'm really proud of it and I really love it. And I have some of my, I have a hundred on my bookshelf because I'm so proud of myself, but I have I, I'm really lucky I, I got an agent during lockdown and you know there's always working towards children's books and things like that but you really just need to get up a strong portfolio so that you can actually sell yourself but I'm torn between how much I keep my personal style and how much I try and appeal to an audience so I do think it will take a while to find that happy medium but yeah if I had a book I could literally retire and be happy and yeah that's that's a good one I also think that's definitely in reach that's definitely gonna happen yeah 100 percent. I hope so like, if I can put years on when I think these will happen just to just to say <laughs> I think 2023 Ooh. slash end of 2022 I think Rosie will have a pop-up shop <gasps> and I think maybe probably similar end of 22 beginning of 23 this could happen for both of you that'd be a dream I think it could happen That'd be so cute. It'd be pretty sick. Um, Watch the space, guys. So while we're all here on Zoom, I thought I would ask, what has been your favourite project or commission to work on? Don't say mine, because that's not the point of the question. (laughs) So just, what has been your favourite thing to work on that doesn't involve me? (laughs) I think some of the favourite, my favourite things that I've made so far has definitely the necklaces, because it's, took me like months and months and months and months of figuring it out and like trial and error to try and get them right yeah I think that made it even more like special and exciting when they did come out because you know when you're like working on something in secret for a really really long time and you just want to make it perfect Mm -hmm. that's how it felt so I think those have been my favorite I've made I also always really enjoy making the leftover lazies collection Mm. out of all the scrap clay because it's always just really fun and I have loads and loads of freedom with it and I never know what's gonna come from it mm. and yeah I think so I think those ones I love the leftover lazies so much they're so fun and I but I'm never fast enough <laughs> <laughs> but they're so good <laughs> yeah me too literally the most recent collection sold out in like eight minutes and I I still can't believe it it was so intense <laughs> That's honestly ridiculous. That's like, people are fast. Yeah, and the majority of the orders, like, it's just mad seeing how how many people order within, like, 20 seconds. How do people... It's like, it's really surreal. I don't know how people do it. <laughs> They're so fast. I tried to buy... Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of Emily Tapp. She's local to me, but she makes these really beautiful ceramic mugs. And I tried to buy one of her mugs... And I was on the site within like minutes and it went within minutes. And I was like, 
mad like, come on i just wanted to buy a nice pink mug for my tea <laughs> and like the whole site sold out within five minutes <laughs> to you now what's been your favorite commission obviously the bbc commission was really really cool because i had so like literally hundreds of people messaging me just saying thank you for opening up that discussion at the beginning of lockdown but i also had some lovely older women message me on like they found me on facebook and then they sent me message requests like hello you're great and it was really sweet and I made some older lady friends but recently I think my Christmas cards were like my favorite thing ever because they were a personal project and it enabled people to send out things that you know to family members that they couldn't see during lockdown for Christmas and I had so many nice responses you probably feel the same really because like when you get really nice feedback it just makes you realize why you do it and it just feels really nice yeah definitely it's so easy to get like caught up in your own head and like Mm. get hit with the old imposter syndrome and sort of yeah just forget everything and then when you get just like one nice message from someone it just like breaks all of that and just you're like oh okay yeah actually it's okay (laughs) honestly I think that's why it's so important just to like if you think someone's cool to tell them that if I find someone new and I think oh they're really cool like what I did with you guys I was like I'm just gonna say something because if I don't say something then like I just want them to know that they're great and they should keep going (laughs) so nice yeah I've really got into the habit of doing it now like I feel like I felt too like shy or awkward before but now I'm just always messaging random people I find like oh my god your work is so cool you're so cool yeah, yeah. Me too. I think it's good because I always think that hopefully it means that someone else is going to then do the same thing because they're like, oh, that did that person did that nice thing. Maybe I should do that more. And then they'll start doing it. That's what I like to think it does. Maybe it doesn't. That's what I like to think. Yeah. My favorite thing to do at the moment is leave like really long uh, reviews on Etsy, just telling them how great they are because whenever I receive one it's really nice but I feel like I'm just like on TripAdvisor like the shipping was great the packaging was so nice and I just get so involved but it makes a difference to them yeah it helps them with their future sales so you're only doing a good thing yeah mm. moving on to evidently the biggest commission you had last year and I'm, jo- I'm joking the merch <laughs> we all worked on for this podcast so I contacted both Lizzie and Rosie in a very frantic state <laughs> on a very late night one Sunday because I originally had an idea to make this box of like goodies I think I don't know if I'm asked ever told Lizzie about this but I told I messaged Rosie and it was like too late for anyone to even understand cohesively what I was talking about (laughs) my original thought process was imagine making like a shoebox and filling it with loads of independent businesses and then sending it to every person on the podcast because I just thought that'd be really cool and then I soon realized that if I did that why didn't I just instead make merch instead it was kind of like one or the other (laughs) and then I again messaged you both very late one Sunday night I have a habit of doing this I forget it's the weekend (laughs) I just like message everyone yeah so I just just sent you all a message like hello I have this idea would you like to design me some stuff and then maybe we can make it into t-shirts and tote bags and then luckily you both said yes otherwise it would be very awkward oh it's such a nice message to receive I think because we'd been talking already it was just nice to it's always nice to get involved with another person's project because you could tell that you were really um, excited about it I think when someone is excited about their own projects you want to get involved even more yeah I just love t-shirts and tote bags so much anyone who knows me in real life has known that I've wanted some form of physical product that I can somehow be tied to for years and years and years and years and years but I just haven't really you know you can't really make 
merchandise for yourself as a photographer it's a little it's a little bit it's a little bit egotistical to be like so I have merchandise of myself <laughs> that you can buy he's like no one can like no one cares no one wants that <laughs> picture of your face yeah so I like had like I, and then I was kind of at the point with the podcast that I was like if I can try and help make some form of profit that can then go back into the business and I can also employ some freelancers let's try and make it a thing and here we are it, it worked we sold loads of stuff yeah it did so well it was so much fun to do yeah. it was so fun to do like especially as just something a little bit different because mainly so far lazy disco has just been making jewelry but also the illustration is such a massive part of it for me and the part that kind of formed lazy disco in the start like it didn't come from a love of making jewelry it came from a love of like doodling so being able to do an illustration commission was so much fun and made me realize that I just want to do more of it and make it more of a focus which is what is happening this year so thanks Em. <laughs> whoop, whoop. That's so exciting. <laughs> That's okay. I um <laughs> I remember when I showed like I showed like a select handful of friends like the first proofs like I showed my housemates as you guys sent me stuff and then I I sent them to like a few friends my boyfriend came back and was like I love so for Rosie she, he was like I love the um the star with the legs he was like that just reminds <laughs> me of you I was like, <laughs> he was like they, I was like one I don't wear fishnet tights two I never wear sunglasses <laughs> but three I guess I wear boots sometimes so I maybe um, I've been drawing that for like (laughs) years I don't know where it came from it's just been like one of my I just draw it everywhere (laughs) I don't know who it is or what it came from but it's just a part of me now and then Ryan always picks up the like the we both have the long sleeves and he like picks up and goes oh it's you and it's the one sat with like the (laughs) the paintbrush through her bun and she has a like painting I don't even paint but apparently I do in that oh yeah it's just the Doc Martens that do it I think it was so fun dogs I literally I love the design so much and I have them on my wall in front of me right now and I look at them and I'm like oh we made we made the thing that's really cool and then whenever I see anyone wearing it I'm like oh other people wear it too that's so nice (laughs) when you see pictures because when you repost pictures of people wearing it or when you did your really lovely photo shoot of you and your friends in the woods it's just so nice seeing that tangible product it was like and it was nice because then it came back that I still did the photos so I felt like my craft was involved in like the selling but then you guys were involved in the making so it was like a cool like round trip that we went on together yeah and then I wore a pair of lazy disco earrings in the photos so it was all it was all there (laughs) iconic staying on brand So basically the way in which it worked was I had these very rough ideas, like very rough. I think if we found the messages, it was me going, well, actually Lizzie and I had a Zoom, like a FaceTime call and we just like chatted about what I thought. And I was like, I'd love someone dancing kind of like Maggie Rogers style, someone playing some form of guitar and then maybe another arty type figure and we knew they were only going to be in like one color so we didn't really have to worry about like the kind of coloring so that's what where we started with that I think and then with Rosie I think I just said to you like I love all your doodles and I was like if you could doodle music themed that would be great yeah (laughs) that's what happened yeah you were literally just like just do what you want as long as it says noisy woman and has some musical instruments and I was like okay <laughs> yeah and then I think there's like a few things that I didn't like that weren't quite right so we tweaked them for other things 
and then to like fit the aspect ratio we needed you like added some more bits and then it was like that's perfect it's great then that was literally it it was actually like the most relaxed process of getting illustrations (laughs) ever it was so chill um in terms of the printing, in case anyone listening is interested, the printing was done at Blackwater Studios in Truro, which is probably like a 10 minute drive from my studio and probably like a half an hour drive from my house. So I like emailed them being like, I have this really wild idea. Can you guys help me? And then I was really annoying and rang them like twice a week for like three weeks discussing everything. Um they use a completely plastic free process which as somebody who tries not to buy much fast fashion was really important was that to make sure that it was as sustainable as possible so all of the printing was done with them all of the printing of the notelets and stickers was done at Printwork, off the recommendation of these guys who told me to print with them and then they're like a limited run eco-friendly supplier in Leeds so I went and picked up all the stuff from Truro myself so I saved on the old postage which was great and then I've been packing everything in the studio myself and then all of the packaging for all of the products is plastic free so everything's recyclable yeah I would recommend anyone does it like that because it's been actually such an easy process and so much easier than I thought it was going to be as well despite having a lot of products that's the bit I forgot was that I was going to have to pick up like 160 or 170 items and had nowhere to put them that was that was the biggest issue but we got over that hurdle it's fine (laughs) that was like the printing and packaging side of it you guys did the illustration now we have nice t-shirts to wear and there's not many left so you should go buy them it's just nice knowing that the the clothes and the tote bags that you're wearing also whilst buying independently is made sustainably yeah oh I forgot to say like the clothes the actual items are all completely like climate neutral they're really transparent about where everything is made which is something that I didn't really think about that much like I own so many band t-shirts because I think it's really important to support like local music and everything like that but I didn't realize that Gildan t-shirts which are like the most popular t-shirts have no transparency on where they're made like there's literally no transparency online about where where they're made who made them anything yeah that's I've I've had that before when I buy like a really nice like band t-shirt or like illustrated t-shirt and it's gilded and I'm like no (laughs) you might be saving money but it's also another selling point because so many people love to buy that way now yeah the price was obviously more to be like um what's the word eco-friendly but it wasn't anything Mm. like horrifically more to like make that change and if anyone is thinking about going into the process of doing their own merch I would genuinely suggest going as eco as you can because I think it's something that someone who is buying it as the consumer is going to really look for in a product so that's something I would definitely say definitely it makes sense yeah yeah me too I think if you can be like these all made by happy people in a happy factory that's way nicer than being like I don't know where they were made and they probably weren't very happy (laughs) I'd want the other one (laughs) um it's been really exciting as well like seeing all of the photos come in like you were saying I had a photo sent to me from this girl emailed me like hey I don't know like when do you think my order's gonna arrive and I checked and she would order it from California and I was like mate I don't know (laughs) she'd yeah she'd ordered four tote bags and a t-shirt and the three of the tote bags were presents for her bandmates because they were all they're all in a band and then the other one is for herself with the t-shirt and I just thought that was so cool I was like she was like I'm so excited 
didn't know what she's like I didn't know what to get like my bandmates for Christmas and this was perfect like that's thank so you so cool. much and I was like oh that's such a lovely message to get and then they sent me this photo of them all like sat in the park opening their Christmas presents and I just thought oh that's just so sweet that's so nice it's so it's so surreal when you see things that you've made and like put so much like time and care and love into just like around the world like I'm I'm never ever over it like it's I can't believe there's people in like California and like all around the world like with things that we made this is literally nuts I know we've been in lockdown guys but have you ever been out and about and just seen people you don't know wearing your stuff not as of yet I haven't yet because I don't really leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't left the house in a while. But I have had, um, I actually got contacted by a store in Berlin who cool. wanted to stock my products. And she told me that she'd found Lazy Disco through, she'd been to a market in Hamburg and had seen someone wearing my earrings and like gone up and had a conversation <gasps> with her about it. And that's how she found me. That's wow. so Just cool. Insane. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. I haven't seen anyone in public as of yet. It might be because all the people I know in Cornwall mainly post, like, they wanted me to drop off their stuff and it's still in my car. So maybe that's why. Because <laughs> uh... <laughs> of lockdown and stuff, I just haven't had a chance to, like, go and drop everything at everyone's houses. I have seen, like, a photo. So a girl, a friend of mine, bought one of the, te- bought one of the long sleeves and then... I saw a photo that she'd posted on Facebook of her, like a like a family like event wearing it. I was like, that's cool. And then I saw another girl who bought a few girls like sharing like photos of them wearing it, or like you can see it slightly in their Instagram story. And I thought, oh, that's that's really sweet. Um, but yeah, I haven't as of yet seen someone like walk down the road with a tote bag. I'll let you know if I do. I'll go up and talk to them. Then that happens. Distanced. Yeah. I'll have to wave like, hey, look, that's really cool. But yeah, not as of yet. Hopefully soon. That'd be really cool. You guys have just reminded me. Actually, it has happened to me. I went into <laughs> a few months ago, I went into the body shop and <laughs> I went and bought something and the girl behind the desk was like, this sounds really weird, but <laughs> do you run Lazy Disco? And I was like, yeah. <gasps> Celebrity. <laughs> You know, I think it, I think I was wearing one of the necklaces, so she probably recognised that. But That's cool. It was, I can't believe I forgot that. It was so weird and so nice, but I was so awkward. Yeah, what did you I just say? Know, I was, like, really excited, but I'm just, I think I'm just, I think I, I don't know, I'm just an awkward person sometimes, and I was just taken off guard, so I was probably really, like, <laughs> probably thought I was really weird, but <laughs> it was exciting. I would love to just, like, well once we're out of lockdown and we can like go and do stuff like if I just saw someone like walking down the street wearing something I made I would just run up to them and be like oh my god well that's all of the questions I have for the podcast if anyone has anything they want to want to add feel free just want to say thanks for having us thanks for um including us in this really really fun project yeah it's been so nice I can't wait to hopefully do more with you guys you lovely bunch (laughs) that's okay yeah me too it's been so nice doing it with you too yeah we have a little group chat called the cool chicks and I just rant my feelings in it (laughs) I love when I receive a notification it's like Em has sent you a video and I just know it's going to be you excitedly ranting about something it's great 
Yeah, I I hate I hate texting so much. I like physically despise it. So if I can get my feelings across in a video or a voice note, you know, I'll definitely be doing that rather than like typing it out. I get so excited when it pops up, like ever sent you a voice note, and then it'll be like, <laughs> it's all coming after summer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll be so many in a little line to the listener, whoever is listening to this. Hopefully, someone is. There may well potentially be other things in the pipeline that we guys need to yet talk about but we have discussed doing like a second run of some maybe re remake some things but um yeah i need to i need to sell the rest out so if you guys want to buy the remaining things that would be great and as we speak i mean i don't know when this is going up in relation to when we're recording it but currently there's only one t-shirt left there's one t-shirt 10 long sleeves and 20 tote bags so yeah there's not going to be many left soon and it's only been about, and then it means we have an excuse to make even more lovely stuff for you guys. Yay! But thanks so much for having us. It's been so lovely. Thank you so much, guys, for being on. It's been lovely to have a chat about everything relating to like illustration and jewelry making and independent businesses. I will leave all of these social links in the description of the podcast. Please make sure you go check out these girls because they're great and you'll really like their social media presences because they work really hard on it. So you should definitely go have a look and I will chat to you guys in the next episode. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. You can find me over on Instagram at Emily Marcovecchio. I'm not going to try and spell it. I'm just going to leave it in the show notes. That's probably my most asked question is, how do you say my surname? If you're looking for the rest of the season, they're either viewable when you're listening to this, or if you go onto my website, which is www.emilyanna.net forward slash noisy women's one or noisy women's two you'll find season one and two listed there on those sites has links to all of the guests i've had on so far a bit of a blurb about what the podcast is about and all other good stuff i hope you come back for the next episode and it was lovely to have you here